Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together, and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. Today is a very special podcast episode because I have a guest on. Her name is Mary Woods. If you've never heard of her before, she authors a book that she recently put that put out earlier this year called One Loving Life, with which is sort of like a memoir of her life. And I really wanted to have her on because she has these very interesting, unique perspectives on a lot of what's gone down in the collective and in her life. What I do like about her book is that she sort of weaves in this very obvious energy of social engineering that's gone on throughout her life, throughout the memoir of her book, which I find fascinating because it sort of pinpoints these very pivotal moments in history that have uh, changed and altered the collective in some way, shape, or form, which I'm sure many of us can relate to coming off of 2020. So Mary Woods has had a life long spiritual calling to raise the consciousness of humanity as part of a global great awakening. Now, throughout her diverse and unconventional career, including a lifetime of experience, Mary speaks from her heart and has been an inspiration to many. She recently authored the book, One Loving Life is All There Is, available as a paperback, an ebook. I got it as an audiobook and got through it in like one evening. And her website, Site is the same exact name as the book, uh, onelovinglife.com. Uh, so I will link everything below. And without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Mary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres, and I'm super excited to bring you all a fresh new interview today. It's been a while since I've had someone on, so I'm really excited to bring this out and to kind of dive deeper into uh, a lot of the very layered yet informative information that our guest Mary Woods has for us today. Um, As you heard in the bio, uh, she has come out with a a wonderful book and um, I'm linking everything below on how to find it and how to purchase it. I personally went ahead and got the audio, which was really nice to, to 
to listen to it while I'm like washing dishes and stuff like that. Um, but this, this episode here is really about first and foremost, introducing Mary Woods and, and knowing who she is and her background, but also going deeper into her memoir and her life story and a little bit about the different things that she's been able to sort of unravel on her spiritual journey. So without further ado, Mary Woods, thank you so much for being on the show today. Mm, Thank you for having me, Jen. Amazing. So if you would uh, please just let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. What was your background and your upbringing? Well, it's funny that you asked me those questions about my background. Um, Certainly that's part of my book. And yet I don't really take myself too personally. It's funny, but I feel like I can tell you my specifics of my parents. Um, for example, my mom was a Catholic Democrat and my father was a Republican agnostic. So I grew up with a lot of well-balanced conversations around the dinner table. Um, I feel like I have just had a normal life growing up um, in America. I'm a baby boomer. So it, it came to me that, you know, I I had a life review that I saw that each decade in my life was symbolic of major social change that was happening. So I realized that I was part of this consciousness change that was happening. And as I was writing about it and reviewing everything that was happening, It all felt very significant and relevant to what is happening now. So it all has culminating at this time. And I think that the the book would be relevant for everyone to, to relate to because we've all been through these times together, whether it be our the music we listen to or the movies or the TV shows we watched. We've all been part of this social engineering program that has been happening all of our lives. And now we're looking at it differently and starting to question it all. Like we're looking at our collective human shadow so that we can bring it to the light and see what is no longer relevant or valuable to us and be willing to make changes. What I love about what you've done with with your book is it is very controversial. Like uh, I say that because I know there's a wide range of people who listen to this podcast and in my goal really with this podcast, and I've said it many times before, is to bring people on who have different perspectives and who have different views and different ideas about things. Because I truly do think, believe like at the root of it all that that's how we grow and we evolve as a society. And I've also said this before, where if you don't have an open mind and you're not able to take in new ideas and new perspectives, then this podcast is probably not for you. So like I've told listeners this and I continue to push people who are able to open my mind to new beliefs um, and ideas around the the ways in which society um, has programmed us throughout our lifetime from the time that we were children, really. Uh, So I want to ask too, with your book, how did it come to you? Was it just kind of like a download? It just like came down and you're like, I have to do this? Yeah, it was uh, an idea that um, I started writing down. It came to me in titles for the decades. 
And it was a creative idea that I just started writing and I would write every day. And this is my second book. So I've learned that when you write and you're, you know, just to write every day and it starts writing itself, it's like you will gain momentum as you listen and just follow the next thought. And it seems to have a life of its own. And it really, even though in many ways it's a memoir, it really isn't about me. Uh, I feel like it's about us, that we are, you know, are the human beings on the planet at this time. We're all been going through an extraordinary uh, time and it's worthy of a review and a commentary, which is what it is. Mm. How did you know exactly what it would be about before writing it? Did you know like what <clears throat> you were going to aim for in like the, the topics you were going to target here? Or did you, did it just kind of unfold and, and happen to come across these like deeper, deeper um, revelations? Well, it, it unfolded as I um, just would remember the, the time of how all of my life I have been given information that has come to me that has been exposing the social engineering. And it started when I was in second grade and came home uh, to see that President Kennedy had been shot and how my, my mother was crying in front of the TV set. So that was my very first exposure to conspiracy. My mom said, bad people do bad things. And so that was uh, one of the early ones. But I realized that as I was growing up each year, there was more things happening in the world. And as you know, the world we live in, according to the engineering that we've been exposed to, has all kinds of problems constantly. So uh, it's always something going on. But and the book is about a retrospect, looking back to see all of the memories, all the incidents that happened in time and how they've culminated to this time now. Basically, that in my generation, we coined the term question authority. And now it seems like there's a real authoritarian agenda and that, you know, the goal is for us to submit to authority and to just do what we're told and follow the program. And that is what is now something that we're all questioning. And that's good because we want to wake up from this spell we've been under that has we haven't been aware of, but now we're becoming more aware so we can change it. I love that. What is, and for people who maybe are listening to this and don't understand about social engineering or what this is. And, and I just want to say on a personal note that to me, that's more of like the fascinating aspect of your story is being able to hear the different, you know, chapters and the different decades of your life. And then realize that at these various points, there were these moments like you just described with your mom and um, the death of the president at that time and stuff like that. These pinpoints in time where there were these moments where um, could shake people awake or could help people to realize that there is something deeper happening here. So maybe um, if you could explain a little, what is social engineering? Yeah, well, it's a deep rabbit hole. <laughs> so to sum it up, it is basically a group of elites who are controlling our information have chosen to get together as, in, as think tanks to manipulate us to see how they could mind control us and program us to get a certain, a certain agenda to unfold. And, you know, it begins 
just with our education. Um, certainly, we've been lied to throughout our educational system about our history. History is not what they tell us. It's much bigger and older. Um, science is really an old school science or not bringing in the new science or the bigger picture. So our educational system is where it began. We've all been indoctrinated into religion that teaches that we're sinners and you know that we should be guilty and fearful. Um, so we all have these programs and religions. It continues politically in that uh, there's different uh, uh, parties and that agenda is to divide us and conquer us by getting people to fight over politics, which is really all the same thing because people, puppet masters are manipulating the candidates anyway. So it's really not what we think. Then we have the medical mafia which is educating medical students into an indoctrination, a program, which is all about the pharmaceutical companies and not about alternative natural medicines. So it's very controlled, like a, a cult. So that's a, a whole form of, of programming. And then there's environmental um, programs that we're exposed to uh, lies about our climate. Climate change is an agenda, what goes on with the uh, weather modification, chemtrails, all of these geoengineering and uh, genetically modified organisms, things that are going on in our environment that are really don't have our best interests at heart. And then cultural norms in the TV programs we grew up with and the movies that have all been predictive programming or giving us messages of what their the goal and agendas are. Um, we have music, our music industry and Hollywood in in general, have been co-opted in a way that isn't really about what it seems. It's like an inversion, an upside down perception and a way to control us. And, and that's very insidious. And yet, you know, that's a deep rabbit hole as, as all of that social cultural norms. And then in general, the media. Uh, we see that the media is like a mockingbird. It is repeating. In fact, that is a CIA program, the mockingbird program to literally that was made by the CIA, uh, that program to really mind control us and lull us into a false narrative. And everyone is so confused because of all the misinformation and disinformation. How do we know what's going on? So it's forcing us to be more intuitive, to trust our common sense, and to really question everything that we're told. And, you know, because the agenda that is, is, you know, concluding our financial system. It goes on and on um, about how that's been co-opted. But the agenda ultimately of social engineering is a transhumanism to literally take human beings that are created in the image of God and put us into machines and make us automatrons or unconscious in that they want our consciousness to be put into machines so that we have digit everything digitized. We have, you know, digital banking currency, digital passports, <laughs> and everything that will uh, just make everything um, automated so they can easily control us. They don't 
don't like us to question authority or to be free thinkers, but they, you know, that's the social engineering problem. And that's really what it is. But I'm not fearful of this. It's not a fearful thing because now that we're looking at it, we're blowing the cover on it. It doesn't have the power to hurt us. Only that which is hidden can hurt us um, because we acquiesce and we just go along with the program um, thinking that everyone has our best interests at heart. But when we get a little paranoid and start to question things, that is a healthy response um, instead of a fearful one. It's just making us say, no, I don't want to go along with that agenda. And I have freedom and sovereignty to choose otherwise. What are some examples that people can look to and maybe start to question? Like, I, I just feel like there's many people that I know and I guess this question has two parts. The first is, where can people start to look for this in their own life to start to question things and maybe bring a healthy energy to it on like, this doesn't feel right to me. Um, how can I, you know, avoid or work through like the cognitive dissonance that can sometimes happen there? And and the second question is, how do people know when it's happening to them? Like, maybe that's the same question. I don't know, but it's like, where can they spot this? And then how do they know what's happening? Well, it, it is a good question. Once again, the answer is a spiritual one because problems cannot be solved at the level that they were created. Once you go looking at the problem and get suspicious and worried and analytical, you can go and get yourself all paranoid and, and fearful. So instead of thinking too much and trying to be suspicious of everyone and everything, instead of wanting the problem, let's go to what the answer is. Because, you know, we are truly this uh, temporary human being that's in this, we are spiritual beings that are eternal. And in this ego world that we are in, its nature is duality. You know, you have the two ways to see everything. And so you're always going to have disagreements, different, you know, perspectives. And that's just the nature of duality. But pro since problems can't be solved at the level that they were created, if we go above the battleground of duality back into our minds, minds slash soul and spirit, the eternal part of us, we can look at all of this as like a movie that's playing out and realize that we are not victims of the world that we see, but as a decision-making mind, we can choose to see it as a mistake, and a mistake is for correction. And we can see that all the fear and fearful people and hateful actions are really a call for love because we're really all one when you get above the battleground, instead of the us and them, you know, the killer be killed world, the one or the other mentality, it's always warring. If we go above the battleground, we see we're all one. And what we want to remember is the answer, which is love and forgiveness and unity consciousness. So we have to choose that ourselves because that's the part of the planet that we have control over. You know, it's the part that we're sitting on, you know, it's, 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 it's really our minds that are the power. So looking at the social engineering without judgment is blowing its cover. 
We're bringing it to the light because it's only that which is hidden that can hurt us. But once we we see it for what it is, you know, um, then, you know, we're no longer complacent about it. We are seeing, oh, this is nothing I want anymore. So I'm going to say no to this. I, you know, will not acquiesce. I do not consent to this. I can say no and stand in my sovereignty and my freedom. Certainly in our country, we have our constitutional rights. Our First Amendment right is freedom of speech, that we can speak our truth. And that's it. I mean, we have to learn discernment, which these days is a really important classroom and lesson that we all have to to learn. Because what do you do with all of this disinformation and misinformation? You have to go within. And um, certainly woman's intuition is a major strength that we have as women. And it's a good time to develop our intuitive uh, skills so we can discern what's right and wrong for us and, and let love lead the way. Yeah. What would love do? I love that because it's, it's so true. And I, I've had many friends who, you know, over the last, especially couple of years really felt that they needed to get involved and like fight the great fight back towards all these things. And I never felt that, you know, like I never felt like I needed to get involved or like get on a corner and protest or anything like that, because I just could see that it was all part of the greater game. And it like in some way, shape or form, it was still dividing us. And I love what what you mentioned there about the ultimate game, really, which is kind of the a major tool in dividing us all in dividing is is to break the energy of love between us. And so if for me, it was more so when I did see things that like I didn't agree with, or I wasn't okay with, I really went into this space of more of my divine feminine energy, which you were just touching on, and would intuitively go in and send love to the people who were like, so distraught, or like, so angry about this or that happening in the world, in hopes that, you know, that energy would be a greater win than standing on the corner and yelling, you know, like even if we look at the scale of consciousness and um, power versus force, if anybody has ever read that book, um, it's you can see, yeah, very clearly that when it comes to vibrational frequencies, you know, if you're angry and you're yelling, that's a low vibration, you're going to attract more of that. And if you are you know, it's holding a place of love and you're holding space for the change to take place, then there's there's more room for like the consciousness to grow and for people to see that many of the things that they keep throwing at us are one distractions. Like I feel like anytime there's some big news headline or something, I'm like, okay, what's actually going on in the world? Like, it's like, I get this feeling right away, like something else bigger is taking place here. And like, this is like a distraction. They're throwing a bone like this way and they want me to run that way and go after it but something bigger is happening over here so there's so many different plays that are taking place all of the time which is why I wanted to have this conversation with you to kind of open up people's minds to the fact that there is a greater game at play here and we're all toys we're we're literally the 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 little things on the game board whatever they're called like we're that and they're just fucking with us basically and it's just always coming something new and so i love what you were saying um just with the social engineering that does happen through like music and television and the latest great news but then just staying in a place 
of love and holding the consciousness and in this state of observation and knowing and understanding that most people they're doing things just because they're lacking this love frequency in their life. Yeah. Well, also because it's part of the social engineering, uh, frightened people are easily controlled. And so they actually, the, the global elite that are running this um, program really feed off of fear it makes them stronger and feel more powerful because that's a sickness. It's like a psychopathic sickness. And so that 1% of the population that is the globalist elite um, psychopaths, you know, really don't care about us. They've long had this agenda of genocide and those who survive to move into the transhumanism agenda. So you know, that's just not acceptable. And we have to just look at it and say, no, we're not doing that. You know, we are here for the, the to be the loving answer and to wake up from this control mechanism who has, uh, that we've been asleep to. It's like we've had, you know, just been sleepwalking or uh, having a mass hypnosis or mass hypnosis psychosis is called. And we have to uh, awaken from that and realize, oh, they're trying to kill us here. So uh, I do not want to go along with this program. But to say it from a place above the battleground, so that we're in a place of there, that there's no us and them. It's just, you know, what's happening in the ego world of duality. But we are also ascending and moving into higher dimensions of unity consciousness. We see that we're all in this together. And this is so important. You know, we go together or not at all. Because, you know, when you divide and you conquer, but when you unify, that's what our strength is. And that's the truth of our being. We are all created uh, by divinity. We're, you know, there's one son of God and we are all it. Okay. We are children of God. And in that, we have our power and our strength to stand in that truth because we're the highest authority on the planet. We, the people created by the divinity are the power. So we need to take our power back. And that power is love because we need to see that problems are not solved by fighting and having an enemy, but by seeing that everyone is calling for love. And so therefore we need to be loving and let love lead the way to teach us how to do the right thing moment by moment. We don't have to have a plan. We don't have to know how it's going to go, but we can trust in love coming through us because we're all here at this time of this great shift of the ages on the planet. It's an extraordinary time. And on a soul level, we've all chosen to be here uh, to play our part. And so now it's showtime because things are culminating. Everything that ascends converges. And we're getting to a point now uh, where we need to choose. We're going to choose to have this be a time of damnation or salvation, a time of fear and conquering, or a time of love and unification. And we have to demonstrate it. We have to be that change, right, that we want to see. So that's our responsibility and our opportunity. And it's our choice. And so that's what I guess my message is, is to inspire all of us 
brothers and sisters, family, you know, we're really all in this together and we all want the same thing and we all want a happy outcome uh, to have peace and to have uh, these blessings that come from higher consciousness. So we have to lift up above the battleground, go into our right minds where we're in unity and we respond to all this with love and forgiveness and discernment and sovereignty and courage and strength to say no when it's appropriate and to say it with love. Yes, yes, yes. I couldn't agree more. And it's it's so true. Um, I love the staying above the battleground thing because I could feel it energetically just in my body too with a, a lot that's gone down within the last like couple of years and just knowing that like it's just not right, like something wasn't right. And it was more of this understanding that I do have my own inner authority. And that's something that, you know, I teach with human design and I do human design readings and stuff is this understanding that we have our own inner authority. And from that inner authority, we are designed to make decisions. And so the decision is coming from within us. It's not coming from within, it's not coming from outside of us for someone else to decide what it is that we need to do. And tapping into the divine feminine energy, connecting with, you know, the great mother or, you know, any of the goddesses one might choose to work with um, and working that way with, you know, harnessing in on the intuition and, you know, definitely honing in on the daily practices of meditation and just everything you can to stay grounded, but also keep your vibration high so that through this higher state of consciousness, you can see through the veil of what is happening. And and it's just, it would blow my mind. Like how I, I, cause right away in 2020, I was like, no, I was like, this isn't right. You know? And I just couldn't believe how like everybody else was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we need to do. And I'm like, what? Like, am I crazy? Like, I thought like I was losing it. You know, I'm like, I'm like, how can't other people see that this is not like something's off right now? Like I'm all of my senses are picking up, like something's really not quite right here. So although I want to say too, you know, many people who could be listening to this could be thinking like, oh, I don't know about globally and all this kind of stuff. This is, these are just words. Okay. And it's about understanding that there is this other power in the world that is trying to hold us back from this ascension process. And, you know, many people can call it different things and use different words, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. And it's about, you know, uniting through the energy frequency of love and staying above the battleground, like you said, um, in order to rise up above this, um, you know, forced division that's happening um, with all of us. Yeah. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. And it is about each of us remembering who we are and align with the divine because that's who we are and who we all are collectively. So we're not alone. The illusion is that we're separate and, you know, we're this image of our own making and we're not. We're divinity. And that's our strength is joining with that divinity and knowing that, you know, God's will for us is happiness and love and peace. And so we're aligning with all power in the, in the creation. So that within us will bring it outward because we, you know, the world is pretty much what we make it in terms of a projection of our minds. So where are we in our minds? Are we caught up in our split mind of the ego 
fighting other egos or are we aligning with our one mind, our right mind, which is one of wholeness, unity, and forgiveness that we can look at this all and see that it's just a temporary silly dream that we can awaken from and know that love and what's true and real is eternal. And that's what we are. So this drama and trauma will pass because we're moving upward into uh, that peace of God, that heavenly realm of harmony, which is what the ascension is. Uh, Yet before we go home in that sense, Um, This is the apocalypse, the lifting of the veil to see all that has been hidden, all that we have denied, um, all that we have been complacent to, and how we have so easily given our power away. And so now we have to be responsible to take it back and to know that power is God. So we're joining with the divinity, and that is how we will be victorious, because we're all in this together. And that's our wake-up call to you know transcend the social engineering through our spiritual awakening when it comes to I guess I'm curious about like the next couple of years I'm not asking for a prediction or anything but like I'm just wondering like do you feel like it's might start to get better or do you think that it's just going to keep pressing down harder and harder with the things happening all around the world and with the distractions and the newest thing they're trying to do Oh, well, I love that question because I'm a total optimist. I incarnated, I'm here to be part of the loving answer. I am here to bring in the new paradigm, the the new heaven, the new earth, that we're all here as souls to bring this in because I think the world has had enough pain, suffering, war, disease, death, you know, that has come to an end. That's the end of the Kali Yuga. Now we are moving into the age of Aquarius, which um, Pluto this year, 2023, just entered into Aquarius, signifying the beginning of this revolution. And this revolution is a striking change, a new beginning, but it isn't like about a fight. Like David Icke said, if you're fighting the system, you're so caught in it. The ultimate revolution is being who you are. So that's that's what we need to take responsibility for. And yes, as we be who we are, and there's no world outside of our minds. So when we choose to have our minds be with a divinity, aligning with a divine, looking at all of the fear and trauma and drama without judgment, which is the definition of forgiveness, then we heal it. We bring it to the light so it's exposed. We see it and we change the quantum field just by our observation of it. So as we look at it without judgment, it's exposed. It doesn't have the power to hurt us anymore. And so, yes, the next few years, I I feel like, you know, this moment, we don't need to wait. We, you know, because why have it get worse? You know, let's wake up now. Let's join together now and, and hold the vision, which is the vision of the Christ, Sophia the vision of love, the vision of oneness that has never changed because that is our eternal truth. 
And, and that's the vision we want to share and strengthen, you know, because ideas um, are strengthened by sharing. You know, the more who believe in them, the stronger they become. So yes, let's remind each other that we are the change agents by having an open mind to look at all the duality and smile at it because it's temporary and we are eternal. And that's what we want to focus on, what's real and eternal, so we can all move up into a higher dimension, a higher consciousness, and bring about this um, vision of the new heaven and the new earth that's in all of our hearts. I mean, yes, I that's so well put because I, I feel that so deeply too with just being who you are. And it's just, to me, that this deep form of authenticity that's we're here to be exactly who we are, which is our sovereign beings that are here to make our own decisions and here to tap into our intuition to make our decisions and do what it is that we're being called to do and live in these higher timelines, doing our purpose work and trusting and knowing that the universe has our back through this, through this energy of being who exactly who you're here to be. So Wow. Just thank you so much for, for that um, and this conversation because I, I really feel that it was a, like really calling me to have this, a deeper conversation here around a lot of the things that have been going on and to maybe shed some light on how people can begin to open their minds in a different frequency um, to, to a lot of what, what's gone on. Yeah. Well, we're all having our egos be undone because the shadow is within all of us. The duality is within all of us. The world is within all of us. So we're having our identification with our ego be undone. And we're identifying more and more with love and with spirit and all that is good and beautiful and, and holy because it's real, because it's true. And it's reality. It's eternal reality. And so we just have to be in this world as humans, but not so much identifying with our ego or others' egos, but choosing to see the divinity, the Christ within each person and bring that out as we all rise together. All of the snaps and ahos to that. Thank you so much. <laughs> this was a wonderful conversation, Mary. And uh, thank you so much for your insight and just bringing this energy onto the podcast. I, I so value this. Well, thank you so much. It is my uh, calling to share this um, because we need each other now. We need to all rise um, and remember who we are and that we're all in this together. Thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast. Tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at This Is Jen Torres for all of the latest. And remember, she is a God, and so are you.